Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. Uh, a lot of great headlines I want to get to today, in including a, a follow-up on a story we just did a, about an episode or two ago. Do want to catch you up. I went on a fourth grade field trip up into the mountains. I was a chaperone. First time I've done it with kids that are in fourth grade. So being a chaperone for this maturity group was a new experience for me. And overall, it was pretty good. We went up to some old mining camp type thing here in Colorado. Really cool. Really cool. The kids got to get a lot of hands-on experience and learn a lot about minerals and and, you know, gold, silver, mica, all these things that can be harvested from mountain ranges and stuff like that. So it was really a neat experience. They also got to do some gold panning, like, you know, where you have like a thing of dirt into a thing of water and then you shuffle up the thing and you think you're rich, but it's worth like five cents. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a really cool experience. But what sucked was at the very end, so me being a chaperone, I was in charge, along with another uh, parent, we were in charge of 11 kids. Throughout the whole experience, let's do a head count. And the, the lady that was with me, she was really good about, you know, stopping and, and just be like, okay, one, two, three, okay, we got 11, okay. She was really good about that. So anyway, at the end, we're getting on the bus and we're like, okay, group one over here, let's let's get together, make sure we get the head count. Blah, 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 one, two, three, four, nine. We're missing two. Oh, shit. Start searching everywhere. Nobody can find them. Go on the bus because some of the kids made their way onto the bus already. Anybody from group one on here? Nothing. Say it again. Nothing. The teacher actually says, okay, hey, guys, real quick. Is anybody from group one on this bus? Nobody says a word. So the teacher's like, okay, let's go through this. I'm going to do roll call again because she had just done it. And... She just wanted to verify because she did it for her group. Now she's doing it for the whole class. Yeah, the kids were on there. I thought I lost two children on a fucking chaperone trip up up in the mountains here in Colorado. I was like, are you fucking serious? I've never, never lost a kid. And I'm like, oh, apparently we've lost two. They just weren't paying attention. Big shocker. Big shocker. Fourth graders not listening. Oh, my God. I was so frustrated. Yeah, they were there. No harm, no foul, I guess. It was like a, a scene from a bad movie. I was like starting to panic. I'm like, oh shit, where did they go? Which two was it? <laughs> like my brain is just going melting down. And like I said, it was a scene from a bad movie. And it, like basically there's there's a couple people like smoking a cigarette. And they're like, who's that? Why doesn't he ever chaperone for the school? That's tough. He's chaperoned all the time until... The incident. The incident? He lost two kids. God damn it. Was it his fault? Although some say it was. Oh, it was just frustrating. It was frustrating. Uh, is anybody from group one here? No. <laughs> yeah, there was two of them on there. Fuck. Anyway, you know what? Let's move on. Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now... Here are the headlines. <laughs> 
We were just talking about all this Dan Snyder drama. And, you know, we, we told you that, that he hired a private investigator and he says that he has all this dirt on other NFL owners, including the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell. And, and Snyder said he'll release this nasty information about these other owners and Goodell. If the owners and Goodell try to fuck him over, he will fuck them. So it's like this crazy shit, right? Well, yesterday, the NFL owners had a meeting, which we had discussed before. And one of the things on topic was what to do about Dan Snyder. Here's Roger Goodell discussing the ongoing investigation into Dan Snyder. It's an ongoing investigation. That's what we talked about. There were no interim reports. We did not provide any because we don't have them. When Mary Jo White is done with her investigation, we will share that with the membership and share it publicly as we committed to before. It's a little early to officially say that Dan Snyder has to go until you get all that information. Whatever ends up coming out of this investigation that the NFL is conducting is going to determine what they do with Dan Snyder. Also, if you think about it, if the majority of the NFL owners have nothing to worry about as far as, you know, if Snyder has dirt, then they're going to vote majority-wise to get rid of him. And it's going to be interesting, the people that say no, if, they're com- if it comes to a vote, let's say 25 owners agree to push him out, well, what about those other, uh, I guess it would be other six. What What's up with them? Why don't they want it? Well, most likely, they're the ones that are very fearful of the truth coming out. So anyway, to add more fuel to the fire of the whole Dan Snyder mess, here's Jim Ursay, owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Like what really troubles you most about the way that his actions have reflected on the rest of you? Well, that's not what we stand for. In the, in the National Football League. And I think owners have been painted incorrectly a lot of times um, by various people and under various situations. And that's not what we're about, you know. And we do, we do care a great deal for each other. Um, you know, there's a lot of friendships in this league and closeness. Um, and, um, you know, Bob Kraft just getting married. I, talk to him and send him a gift and, and there's just a lot of closeness in this league and I don't think it some of the things I've heard it doesn't represent us at all um, and you know I want the American public and the world to know what we're about as owners. Jim you said that Dan Snyder should get removed should the Snyder family sell? I, I said he should there's consideration that he should be removed you know we have to complete the investigation but but to me um, it's something that I think serious consideration has to be given to the removal, and we have complete authority to do that. Of him or just the order family, period? I, I think, uh, uh, in general, of, of him uh, being removed and selling the franchise. Yeah, it, you know, you, you heard him say it. He's just like, that. there's a lot going on, but there's there's merit to consider getting him removed. He's not officially saying it. He's walking the line. But man, if he's coming out publicly and essentially saying it, 
he's he's CYA. He's covering his ass by saying, well, it, it seems like there'd be enough to consider it. He's not full on saying it, but he's full on saying it without full on saying it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Boy, what a hot mess. So that shit comes out. I had just released the the episode talking about how I could see this really just causing the NFL to implode in some fashion. Also on Facebook, if you go to Facebook and you find my Duff Uncensored podcast page, you can always chime in. I always try to put clips up there. So if you want to react to them, please, I I encourage it. I'll, I'll try to respond to as many as I can. And I might even use them in the podcast, including this coming in from Mark. He said, you've seen the movies. There's definitely a Will Smith type lawyer out there with the microfilm of all the evidence in case they, uh, you know, take Snyder out. He's all, hear me out. Did we just come up with a plot for the same movie ever written? Or even better, quality reality TV? Yes, I think we did, Mark. <laughs> we did. Jason Price responded to the video of me talking about uh, Dan Snyder from the, the previous episodes. And this is what he wrote. I agree. Jim Ursay calling for Snyder's removal is hilarious to me. None of them are without guilt in some form. That's the thing. There's a lot. I'm sure any corporation, any corporation, you go in there and you really start nitpicking and you have an investigator just combing through shit. Things are going to be found. Whether you are fully competent of what's happening as the owner, as the head, you know, person, you might be oblivious because somebody else is, is you know, doing the, the naughtiness but it's under your leadership. So that is going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. So the NFL owners voted 31 to one on Tuesday to permit their compensation committee to open negotiations on a new contract with commissioner Roger Goodell. But basically what happened, so this is, this is mixing in with the previous story because I believe that the tensions are starting to rise. It is starting to boil. You got a nice simmer going on there. People are in the hot seat. They're freaking out a little bit, and it's starting to show. They voted 31 to 1 on Tuesday to basically you know, negotiate a new contract with Roger Goodell. Jerry Jones is that one that voted against it. Everybody else is in, in favor of it. So according to sources with ESPN, Kraft, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, this is what they wrote. The sources said uh, Kraft joined the overwhelming majority in strong support for the measure with Jones, basically the, the lone person that's against it. At one point, Jerry Jones said, don't fuck with me. But I feel like this deserves for him to be a, a full on impression of Jerry Jones because you hear Jerry Jones, he sounds like Porky Pig. He's like, dap, 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 don't fuck with me. And then Kraft replied with, like, excuse me? And he's like, dap, 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 don't fuck with me. <laughs> don't, don't, don't mess with me. Uh, give me some glory hole. <laughs> he said that at one point. If you've never heard that sound bite, I got to find that because it's hilarious. But, guys, basically what I'm saying and what this is, is, is telling us is because maybe I didn't do the conversation justice with between Kraft and Jerry Jones, but he's he's telling Kraft, don't fuck with me. 
And Kraft is like, excuse me? And then Jerry Jones is like, uh-uh, don't you mess with me. And basically what's happening, the pressure from the Dan Snyder situation of the threat of exposure, because let's be honest, out of all the owners, if we were purely going to put judgment on the owners of the NFL, who do you think probably has the most dirt that is is wanting to be hidden? I would say Jerry Jones. That's that's me. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But honestly, pure judgment, I'm saying Jerry Jones. And it's not surprising to me in this situation when you add up all the elements, all the 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 parts to this equation, you put them in there and you're like, yeah, that makes sense why he would freak out and start yelling at Kraft and telling him, don't fuck with me. The pressure is starting to cause fractures in the NFL due to this Dan Snyder situation. Expect more outbursts from those who may have a lot to keep hidden, right? Not saying he does, but it sure as fucking looks like it. When you start freaking out, that's, that's what it is. He has misplaced anger. Maybe he is still upset with the whole... Roger Goodell situation, but it's not helping with the whole, you know, Dan Snyder thing. And it's just causing a lot of chaos. So very interesting. All right, moving along from the NFL. This is one of my biggest fears, I guess, in a sense, United Airlines flight from, I want to say Tampa to somewhere in New Jersey had a snake loose on the flight and it was loose for the entire flight. They didn't catch it until everything was everybody was landed. Now, that being said, it was just a garter snake, which is completely harmless. I did, do know this. If you try to grab a garter snake, since they mostly eat a lot of fish and, and they hang out near water, that if you grab them, they secrete that stank on your hands that smells like kind of like rotten fish and just algae and shit like that. So you don't really want to grab them with your bare hands because it's going to make you stink. But anyway, so it was loose on this flight. They don't know how the snake got on there, how it got loose. But I guess no harm, no foul. But could you imagine being on that plane and just, you don't know, especially if you're not a snake expert, you're like, fuck. And and according to reports, people in business class were just like losing their fucking minds, like the feet up and and people just kind of, sitting on the on the chairs and just being overdramatic. Classic rich people. <laughs> you know the people back in economy are like, they're like, that, that's just a garter snake, man. That, that That's some good eating, I'll tell you what, garter snake. It's a little stinky, but no worries, man. It'll fill you up. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cowboy things. But here's the thing. If I ever saw a snake on a plane, I, I, I'm just putting myself in this scenario, if I ever saw a snake on a plane, I'd immediately begin praying to the almighty Lord and Savior, Samuel L. Jackson, to go ahead and take things over and fix the problem. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open some fucking windows. Mmm, I love Sam Jackson. I know he's kind of the same character for, I, I guess, kind of the same character in most of his movies. But every time he's in a movie, he knocks it out of the fucking park. He's, I, I, I don't, 
I don't put him in the category really of he plays the same character. Uh, he's just a great actor, and I hope everybody appreciates what he is. He's getting up there in age too, by the way. But, but I'm pretty sure Sam Jackson could beat the shit out of me, and that's that's a little concerning for me. A little concerning. I got more. I got more. Headlines coming your way, but first, root for safeties this season with your friends at Superbook Sports. If you bet with Superbook this football season, they're going to give you a $50 bonus if a safety is scored on a Sunday from a punter running out of the end zone or maybe your quarterback gets sacked in the end zone. Whatever it is, root for chaos and win money with Superbook this fall. So download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start rooting for two with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusilay, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. 70 big screens? Check. Award-winning pub grub? Check. Every game every weekend? Check. If you're a football fan in Denver, what are you waiting for? Rocky Spring training? Is there anybody even out there? It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast, where... There's a lot of people, a lot of celebrities. Basically, if you're somebody that they look at as of importance or if there's cameras around, they're going to treat you differently. They're going to treat you kindly. But the people that not all not all celebrities are like this, but there's a good chunk. I've told you about these guys like Rich Eisen and some others. But basically, if you're a manager, a lot of times the celebrity my my dog just knocked over some of my kids' toys. <laughs> do you think we need to purge? Yes, we do. But anyway, I'll, I'll just fast forward to this. James Corden, the late night host, he's a dick, okay? And I've heard stories about this, some rumblings about this, that he's kind of on the same wavelength as Ellen DeGeneres. The stories are a lot like this. A manager reported back in June, there's uh, multiple accounts of this and it, it accused Corden of showing a hair to an apologetic restaurant manager before demanding get us another round of drinks this second and also take care of all of our drinks so far and then according to the restaurant owner he claimed that Corden hinted at writing nasty reviews online in an October 9th report by the owner Corden was described as becoming upset over his wife's omelet. Kitchen staff made the dish a second time, but sent it home with fries instead of a salad, as Corden's wife had requested. That's when James Corden began yelling like crazy to the server, according to the report, accusing him of telling the server, you can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook an omelet myself. The manager said Corden wasn't pleasant to him, but nasty to the server. The server was very shaken up, but they said that she was very professional and continued to finish her shift. That shit happens all the time. And whether it's like Rich Eisen being a prick to me when I was a producer at working at Broncos training camp, and then as soon as the cameras are around or the big name talents are around, then he becomes nice to people. There's a lot of people like that. And in classic uh, Corden, just, you know, talking down to, you know, the lesser thens, you know, the people that are grinding, working their ass off. And he he's, do you want me to go back there and make the omelet myself? Now, that being said, remember, 
I had to roll my own burrito at Qdoba. But I wasn't a dick about it. I wasn't saying, do you need me to do it? I was like, hey, let me show you how to do it. Let me show you. Come on. Because you're making burrito balls. Those don't make sense. That don't make no sense. Okay? What you're doing is just going to make people mad. So I, you know, I'm sure I came off like a dick. I'm sure there's probably somebody out there, like there's a blog about me being an asshole or something. But I would never sit there and degrade somebody, be like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I just do that behind their back on the podcast. <laughs> I do that. Come on. I'm honest with you. What a fucking dick. What a fucking dick. And I'm sure there's more stories out there that we'll fucking stumble upon, especially because this one's making waves right now that I'm sure we're going to see some more stories popping up here and there about James Corden being just a prick to people. So, But I'm not really surprised about it, in all honesty. he just I've heard the stories that he just treats people you know, poorly unless they're somebody of significance. Like I told you that time that I was when I think it was Lincoln Financial owned the radio station and the big wig comes in to say hi to Scott Hastings and I'm in the studio right next to Scott Hastings. I'm like literally like two feet away. And the guy comes in and Scotty and I are talking and the guy comes in and I go to shake the guy's hand. I'm like, hey, uh, I think his name was Dave. I was like, hey, Dave, I'm Scott DeHuff. Nice to meet you. And he literally looks at me and then turns to Scott Hastings and he's all, hey, Scott, you're doing a great job and shakes Hastings' hand. And and then the guy turns around and leaves. And then Hastings looks, looks at me and he's like, what the hell was that? And I'm like, what? That Some people are that way. You know, they look at the big ticket person as like something of importance and they look at the small ticket person and they're like, mm, I don't want to waste my time with you, you pee on. So it, it's not surprising. There's a lot of pricks out there. And ultimately, I guess what you can do is you can learn from people like James Corden and, and all these other people and just like, God, maybe I am a dick. Maybe I'm a dick. Maybe I'm similar to him. Maybe you don't realize it, but you are. But I don't think I was a dick with the whole uh, Qdoba thing because they they contacted me and they were apologizing up and down. They're like, no, we, we fucked up. That's right. Burrito balls is not a thing. Fuck. How many times do I have to tell you? Anyway, a doctor removed 23 contact lenses from a, an eye patient who forgot to take them out for almost a month straight. Listen, I used to wear contacts. I did for the majority of my life from about, I started wearing contacts when I was off and on, I want to say since I was like 10 or something like that. And then basically once I get on, got into middle school, I was wearing soft contact lenses, you know, up until about say six years ago when I had LASIK eye surgery. Now I don't have anything, but there'd be times where I would fall asleep and I would leave the contacts in. At no point, if I did that, would I go, I need to go put in new ones. Who is that fucking dumb to put 23 contact lenses constantly into their eye? So there's a video of this eye doctor lifting up the lady's eyelid, and she has like a Q-tip, and she's just sliding one lens after another lens off her eyeball. It's disgusting. 
And how can you honestly say that you forgot to take them out so you just kept putting them in? Unless you have a mental problem, sorry, I don't, I don't understand it. Otherwise, you're just fucking stupid. Because how do you forget that? Like to put them on and on and on. Maybe, okay, I'll give you a pass on you did it once. Like you had one in there and it slid for some reason back behind your eye. And then you're like, shit, maybe I did take it out. And then you put another one in there. I guess, but you would feel the discomfort. My God, it just irritates me. And I don't understand how that you could allow that to happen. Really, that's just bizarre to me. I never put double contacts in my eye. So gross. She's lucky she didn't like lose her eye from infection. Oh God, what a dumb way. How'd you lose your eye? Well, I kept putting contacts in it. Uh, now I have a fucking pirate. Arr, yar, I be a pirate. <laughs> well, okay. I want to maybe maybe change up the story. So you got you know shot by a BB gun, or you're whittling wood, and then you accidentally stabbed your eyeball out. Saying that you put 23 contact lenses in your eye, and then you got an infection, and they had to scoop out your eyeball. Not the greatest story. Not the greatest story. It's okay to lie every now and then, I guess, in this situation. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends. If you can, please give it a nice review. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And, of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. It's to Huff on Censored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Have a great day. Hopefully you smiled in this episode. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.